0: I don't know why there just It comes up with all kinds of words these days. Mean words, you can suck. It means nothing but they think of, you know.
1: Huh.
0: Armageddon out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's his, he wore that thing out too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that word. It's hard to out of here. <laughs> Nobody can say it except for Here we go. Come out. You just tell it like it is. There we go. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> fine. It's fine. We have babes there. I thought you were going to have to wear it like a bag of water. What's that? Right. Oh, yeah. You just got one. i okay. think Here we go. Let me find out. Thanks
1: for a bunch of Huh? No, I'm an administrator. So I should be able to. And just <laughs> Okay. <laughs>
0: I'm yeah, going to be well, i to I'm going to go. I'm going to not to go. I'm going Mark's up at He's off the throne a little bit. It'll bring him to the knee. Yeah, good. You'll still be rich. You sure? I'm rich as a man can be. I got six chickens and giving a little package of food every once in a while. I'm so rich. Nice. Yeah. The homestead out there. <laughs> Yeah. They come running up and greet me, and every once in a while there's no eggs, and I go, "What are you guys doing for me today?" I told them to take a hatchet out there. They go like <laughs> <laughs> right, right, Just stick it on the side of the fence. We had a four egg, uh, six chicken, so that's pretty good. And then he's already we are patenting them now, so we'll never need these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I might
1: have Is Good. this the church's website, here church's website. Okay,
0: Yeah, met, it, met yeah. It up. <laughs> met it
2: up. Met up. You met us. got the middling in our myth.
0: Not good. What are you doing today? How okay. are
2: okay. okay. sure. sure. to you doing We were trained. Okay, let's Yes. And that's what's praising the prayer for you. Is that supposed to be? Y'all, I think
0: that's locked in the back. Is it showing up there? showing back here. You're on the video. Usually we see something back here. That's because you're on the video. Just turn around and Say hello. <laughs> hello. I'm going to a the Live
2: prayer <sighs> report. Update announcement.
3: Karen's under, under, under the weather tonight. She's praying. And then Patricia Follifield has unspoken prayer request. Okay. And her also her boss, John's wife, passed away. Okay.
0: Any other? See so Roy really on his cracker all day today, so he's feeling a <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's feeling a lot better to get on the cracker and ride. That does. look terrible. A uh, uh, co-worker's
2: husband passed away. This is Captain. Uh, late. Payton. Hey,
1: hey.
0: testing tomorrow, and I uh, want James has testing tomorrow, and I um, pray for good results. Yeah. It's a mental evaluation, so don't worry about it.
2: You're going to
1: be able all that study before we No, I've got a high
2: level
0: prostate. I'm going to go to my hospital. Do you have we um, yeah. had sent some pictures around um, them harvesting in Ukraine, and my cousin says that uh, our missionary friends of Prats are over there. They're doing okay. Everybody in their group is doing okay. They got a new um, farm manager, Andrew. hid with him, his wife, and two kids in the bathtub while well, Russia shell will be, but they're all doing okay. And they're harvesting, going they back to work and harvesting beans, soybeans over They're doing real good, but they only get half the price for them right now. And uh, that's one, I think that's more of a praise than anything, but concerns for their well-being during this time is also very impressive. Well, I'm um, pray yesterday's cold. 365
2: days total. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, God was... She celebrated by going to charity. I said, so you're celebrating God's work by going to the casino. You know, what's that? Yeah. Well, I'm 25, 25, 25, 25. <laughs> I am it went 21.
0: That's Any other phrases?
3: doing um, law versus grace, right. and then I've been doing um, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and then I'm doing what God hates, and and all oh, Miss Rachel's she's she's guilty, but it brings back some things that, that Miss Rachel's not going to bring up now. But he hates um, all these things so that have got an H for, for you know showing that off, I'm showing the Holy Spirit thing, and then I'm illustrating. Um, the husband and wife, how she's um, subject, she's under him. I've got the pictures with me. I've got the
1: pictures um, She,
3: I've uh, got the bride and the groom, and <coughs> she looks like she's just overwhelmed with it. She does She's just so. Oh, she's just so in love. She just don't know what in the world she's going to do. But she's definitely, um, you know. Oh, you know I'll okay, let <laughs> I, 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 I,
1: but, but
3: anyway. Um, then I don't know whether I may have to draw them again as that's our right right, right, But anyway, right. then I'm doing um, let me see what is it. Um uh, law with yeah, explain law I have a friend over there. We we got a friend who's member um, of Yates, whatever. Yeah, so right. ran it by by that person. And they, they understood um they've got um, what we've got is a husband and wife. They they go on their honeymoon. Right. And so um um, the, the, um, the law is represented, you'll see the law in grace, you'll understand what it is. Right. So he thought, um, they've come home, he doesn't some stuff about her, he doesn't know some stuff. Right. So he comes home from the honeymoon they just, oh it's a lovey dovey And then <laughs> they look in the hall and but, have mercy sake, she don't know what she's doing. She has got the money of the first husband <laughs> in the case and and he doesn't know what in the world. who He looks around and says, "What in the world? Why have you got that thing in there for you?" She said, "Oh, well, that's my first husband. I, I want to bury him, you know." <laughs> so anyway, what happened was, he says, "Well, you go bury him right now." <laughs> and so he takes that mummy case out, and you know, but see, law and grace. So right. the law is is um, you know you get to He
1: symbolizes that. So
3: grace is, you know, the grace, freedom, and Christ. So he saw that that thing got buried in a hood. I
1: did.
3: (laughs) And I thought that was a wonderful illustration from Dr. Lindsay. He
2: was just, he's so wonderful in the Well, let not take long for that honeymoon to end. I'm going to walk in the hallway and understand my (laughs) mummy. I'm going to do the pictures over so they'll get bigger. Right. Yes? I told you I heard you both. Yes? Uh, of uh. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most uh, of Lord, Lord God, we love you we thank you for this day. Lord, we just, we just give you praise and mercy for all that you do for us. Lord, we lift up those that were mentioned tonight. We lift up the churches and we're unspoken. We lift up God with the loss of his wife. Lord, we lift up uh, Isabel, uh, we lift up Ukraine, uh, we lift up Brother James as he goes to have a and test done tomorrow. Lord, there's so many, there's so many. Uh, we just lift them up to you. We ask you to draw near to those that are grieving. Uh, we ask you to be with those that are need healing, to heal them. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for all that you do for us. We thank you for giving us the ability to get out and be your hands and your feet. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, I ask you to open this word up to us, so that we can understand it and apply it to our lives. Amen. Amen. Alright. We're going to start in verse number 5 where we left off. Uh, last week we got to talking about, uh, you know, the first part of chapter 5 we got through got through about four verses and Robert, Robert jumped up about seven verses and I had to bring it back. But that's okay. He was going where he was going. And I was doing what I was doing and that, that's where we're at. So we're going to start in verse 5. And, uh, and so verse 5 says that, uh, uh, let's see here. For this you know that no born ahead, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater, has any inherent in the kingdom of God, Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, uh, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Uh, and so I'm going to pause right there, and then we'll pick up and go again. So, in verse five it says, uh, uh, you know, for this... Uh, you know that no fornicator or unclean person or, or covetous man who is an idolater uh, has, any, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ. Uh, what Paul is talking about here is the, the people mentioned in Ephesians 5.3, when can back up to 5.3, if you remember what they said in 5.3, it says, But fornicators and all uncleanliness or covetous. let it not even be named among you as fitting for saints. Uh, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor uh, coarse justice, uh, uh, uh which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Alright, so that's three and four. So we know what he was talking about there. So he's saying, you know, Uh, A fornicator is a person who has given himself to sexual sin. 1 Corinthians 5, uh, 9 and 11 talks about it. Uh, The people mentioned in Ephesians 5, 3 the fornicator, the unclean person, and the covenant man, they have no inheritance in God's kingdom. If, If God's kingdom is alive in them, a transformation has occurred so that they cannot rest in the habitual practice of these things. Now, Paul's idea of this passage can be applied uh, out of context, and it mostly is, sometimes uh, uh, in, in a condemning way. One might say, "Well, I thought about committing fornication, so that means that I have both, that I have already fornicated." Remember, Jesus said, "If you thought it in your mind, you've already committed it." Alright, said, says, "So uh, I've already fornicated in my heart, and that means that I am." as guilty as someone who has actually committed the act of fornication, since I am as guilty as that one and they have no inheritance in the kingdom of God neither do I because of my thoughts about fornication. this deceptive thinking goes against the plan of God think about this he, he wants us to be holy we were saved we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit how, that's how we know that what we're thinking is wrong But we have to remember, we're saved by grace. And God is working through us to transform us. Contrary to popular belief that's going around now, God does not want you to be the best you you can be. God wants you to be the best of His children. That's exactly right. We're saved for His glory, for His work. We are His life in this world. And so, go yeah. ahead, go yeah. ahead, Rub yeah.
0: right along with that, though. You won't we'll jump ahead. The sword that cuts through this has another side. You Paul correct You don't see this. is also talking He's only talking to the believers here. But he's talking about, in a sense, the unbelievers. He's thinking, look, the unbeliever who is like this. Has no part in the inheritance. Remember that. Mm -hmm. He's talking to the believers, right? right? He's talking talking strictly to the believers about inheritance. But he says, those that do that have no inheritance in the kingdom. And and you're not to have any, you're not to protect with them.
2: That's right. You know, we're not to protect with them. He said, the body is not for sexual immorality but for the Lord. What is this? Where is the? Where did where Jesus built his church in the hearts of men? Where did Jesus say? You know, it's not what it, it, it's not what comes out of the body that father it. What goes in, and so and your heart, your heart will tell where you're at. Uh, Christians are to for for the fortified, fortified, We're gonna run from it, uh, and it will be. And it is the will of God that we abstain from immorality. In 1 Thessalonians 4.3, it talks about that. Uh, And everything else in between there is 1 Corinthians uh, 6.13 and 6.18. You see about Christians are to flee from fornication uh, and that our body belongs to the Lord. Uh, A sinful heart may produce an unclean person. Now, when we're talking about an unclean person, we are talking about somebody who is filthy. Filthy. From the inside out. From the inside out. Uh, a covenant man who is, is, is an idolater. Think about this. A covenant man, covetous man is an idolater. Okay? And so uh, a sinful heart may produce an unclean person. God gave them up to uncleanliness to dishonor their body. Remember in 1 Corinthians? When we talked about uh, when we talked about people being excommunicated from the church, what did he say? Not for the loss of their salvation, but that hopefully they would repent and come back. If not, they would be saved to use until the judgment. But their salvation would still be saved. Isn't that amazing that we have a God that is so gracious as that? Um, there are people that will argue that, but it clearly states that they first friends. Uh, and so God gave them up to uncleanliness, to dishonor their body, as Romans 1.24 talks about. Alright? An unclean person is also one who has given himself over to evil luck. Don't even try to hide it. Don't even try to fight it. They just continue to do it over and over and over. And it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual and moral. It doesn't necessarily have to be bowing down to a rock or a statue. There's a lot of things about uh, you know, idolatry happens in a much more stubble and, and powerful ways than simply bowing down to a statue. If it distracts you away from God,
0: you put something before. Yeah,
2: you put something before about it. Your phone makes a team and you got a wreck Or you can't go ten minutes without looking at a video. Or, you know, you can't you can't go whenever you ain't got something in your hand. Whether it's a drink or food, uh, whether it's it's a TV program, whether it's a sporting event, whatever it is. It could even be a stock market, it could be anything. Anything that you put before God, I gotta check this. I gotta do
0: this. I've got to have another drink.
2: I gotta, yeah, I gotta have another drink. Or I've got to have another piece of that chocolate candy. Or I've got to have I've got to have uh, another one more little look at my email, but i got to have one more little look at, at this video on, on Facebook or whatever. I gotta send one more text message. to distract you from the will of God or take your focus away from giving is an idol. Uh, someone past feeling who has gave himself over to you to with greed. You're greedy about it. you hide it. Somebody says, you know, you're on that call the whole time and you want to argue with it. You're defensive about it. What happens when when, think about this, what happens when, Ad, when Adam and Eve was confronted by God? What did Adam do? Number one, he hid. He separated itself. Number two, what he was confronted with, what did he do? Blame. He blamed the woman and God. So you start blaming other people. You try to make an excuse. And I want to tell you what the drill sergeant told me in the army. Because so we had to know the maximum effective range of all kinds of weapons. The maximum effective range of an excuse is zero. Either you hit it or you did on it.
0: Excuses so, excuse is going to change the thing. No.
2: You all you're trying to do with an excuse is justify your actions for being wrong. And let me tell you something. Human beings are real good at trying to spin things to justify their actions or their event to make it sound not so bad for them. And who are they
0: trying to convince? Not necessarily you. They're this. So, go uh-huh. okay. ahead. Along with this, uh, that you just mentioned, it was 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 11. I I just want to read this through slowly. It goes right along with this uh, in Ephesians. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men. Nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanders, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. Stop the Ephesians. The believers. But, actually the Corinthians. But you were washed, you were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. You're justified, you're sanctified, you're washed, you're not yet glorified.
2: You know, we uh it says we want to walk in thee when we live in thee. When we live in the darkness, when we live in and, 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 and before we came to life, we were just like We walked up like We lived there. Remember? We did what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do because we didn't know the difference between wrong and right because we hadn't been in well in the Holy Spirit. Oh, we might have known the difference. We might have got faith and things like that. But until you have that relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't have that thing in you telling you that's wrong that moment. You don't get that. Holy Spirit in stomach. Uh, and so uh, God did not call us to uncleanliness, but He called us to holiness. That's why we're leaving alone. One we to leave alone. A sinful heart may produce a covetous person, an idolatry. A covetous person is one who is controlled by the love and lust of power and other things. They have a heart trained in covenant. Deceit. They're trying to get yourself ahead. They see something somebody's got, they gotta figure out how they can get something better. It drives them. That's their drive. A simple heart does not produce eternal life. You know, we're not to keep company with a Christian who is coveting. Company. We're not to keep company with them. You know why? If you think you're gonna bring them up, they're gonna suck you down. You just can't swim around at that time. A covetous person, an idolater, does not have eternal life. They may have walked the aisle, they may have sinned with the mouth, but their heart's not right, and they do not have eternal life. They do not have eternal life. When you are saved, and you have the heart of Jesus that He put in there, you know without a doubt where you're going. You know when you sin, and you you, you go on your knees and you ask God to forgive you and maintain that relationship. You admit your sins and you move on. When you hide them and slide them around and, and you try to hold that in and your actions produce stuff that's contrary to the Word of God, you have no eternal life. Period. First Corinthians 6, 9, and
0: 10. There's... There's a bunch of reasoning going on here with Paul. If you read in, in verse 5. First, be sure to reason. To reason, be sure. These impure people have no part in inheritance in the kingdom of God. Second reason, that what others might say you have to reason that. You have to think through that. What others and who and what are they saying? That the wrath of God come on the disobedient. Reasoning here. Reasoning. I know people like to throw this out, but let me jump ahead a little bit. a lot of society reasoning these days. A lot of society, even in the upper church uh, power, their reasoning in their positions and using empty words, Paul's talking about this to his people in Ephesus. Yeah, he told them, 'You yeah, know, you not know, seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, he's going to the deception thing. You, that these sexual vices, he's talking about these vices, are normal or normalized to the local culture. Huh. Well, you know, like said, let no one defeat you with empty
2: words. We cannot allow any word to excuse or minimize the judgment due to the practice of these things. What's happening today? Society will tell you it's okay to do what you want to. You can do what you want to. Be what you want to. And you have no repercussions because God is a figment of somebody who might wrong reason, right versus right. Right. Yeah. Reason. Right. And so lest anyone, this is what it says in Colossians 2.8, or you need to check it out, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, empty words. And it happens. It happens. They kind of justify their position through empty words. Uh, A deceived person has a deceived heart. And so once they're confronted, what do they do? They run. They can't stand in the light. They have to leave. We do not want to share in the wrath of God. We don't. Uh, It says, It is certain that because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be protectors with them. Paul assumes that Christians will not have their lives visually marked by fornication, uncleanliness, covetousness, yet we should not even occasionally be protectors of them who we are. And we should not even be protectors of them who are doing it. If we have friends or we have brothers and sisters that we think are in Christ and they're doing it, we need to not be occasional protector with
0: them. This happened. Yeah, in Israel Israelite camp. You go to Numbers 25, 1-9. through 24,000 probably men. But the Israelites were slain because of the sin. Carrying on with the Moabite women. 24,000 right out of the same culture. The culture that should have been following God, and in Genesis 19, 24, and 28, Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. What? What was that all about? They and you said it. I think institutionalized mm-hmm. sin yeah, from the government. Like, yeah. let me say that again. Sodom and Gomorrah. It yeah, wasn't individually doing some wrong things. Yes, it was. But collect- God, collectively, remember <laughs> remember Abraham saying uh, um, to the angels, the angel of the Lord, by the way? Uh, what if there's uh, 45, uh, uh, 35, uh, 25 people that aren't, aren't doing this? Remember? <coughs> remember when he said that? Well, he was left with the angel of the Lord. The other two angels went down and grabbed Lot and his wife and the two daughters. There's four hands in those angels. And there's four people. And he walked them out of there. God still saved four people. He walked them out of there. But,
2: I mean, there's, there's, think about this. this he is is that story fell to I mean, that, that that place was so evil that they tried to rape the angel of the yeah. I mean, that's how sick that place was. But moving on. You know, we don't want to be partakers uh, or share the wrath of God. All in unbelief of Christ have the wrath of God abiding on them. John 3, 36. Listen to this. All in unbelief of Christ. Have the wrath of God. Already. It's abiding on it. Just
0: believe. Yeah.
2: Before, Be sure. Christ, before Christ, we were children of disobedience. Remember the chapter 2, verse 2 of the feet. We were children of disobedience. The wrath of God is coming upon the throne of disobedience. It comes. Colossians eight. All telling them that it's coming. We get to the book of Revelation. John's telling the time. And Revelation, the whole title is The Revelation of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is telling Paul, look, I mean, John, right there. This is what's going to happen. And it's coming. It's coming. Every knee will bow and every tongue is going to come and say, Jesus is Lord. They're either going to do it willingly or they're going to do it unwillingly but everyone will. Uh, And so, uh, God does not want us to share in the deeds of the evil doers. Uh, We do not, uh, we are not to be partakers or to partner together. Uh, We can be a partner with someone for good, not for evil. Uh, We're not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. That's a big thing that's happening today, and that's why a lot of pastors will not marry certain people, because they're unequally ghosts. I'll tell you don't be unequally guilty. Marry somebody who's a believer. Life will be a lot easier. 2 Corinthians 6.14, that's what that says. We are not to share our lives with the children of disobedience. We're not to share our lives.
0: But like that. that's why the Bible says, "Do not marry an unbeliever," and that's the point here. I'm not, I, I'm trying to be fun, but the point, and I'm not being funny. That that is why uh, you, you can be happy if your spouse is a believer, because that is what was warned against. That that tug that over into disobedience. So, we're in verse eight. So I'm going to start reading. He's going to get redeemed. Are
2: you going to get? Are you going to get punished? Be cold. it's going to be cold tonight. Uh, <laughs> have you got your long johns out of the building? I'll give you right. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> He'll sleep, uh, <laughs> sleep with the chickens.
2: He what? He'll sleep with
0: the chickens. they're kind
2: of cozy. So verse 8, it says, you know, depending on how your Bible is in mind, says, walk in light. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the land. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in the God's goodness and righteousness and the truth of uh, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful work of darkness. But rather expose it, for it is shameful even to speak of those things uh, which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by light. For whatever makes manifest is light. And therefore, he says, awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So we're going to stop right there in verse 14, and then we will move on a little bit later. Alright, so you're already 14. Well, I wrote from 8 to 14. I'm going back to 8. <laughs> okay. Alright, All right, so uh for you were once dark. It would not say you were once in the darkness. You were once dark. Uh Christians are in the light. Uh we were once darkness. We were formerly separated from God. Ephesians 2, 12. And we were in darkness when separated from God. That's the fact. Uh, we have been made light in the Lord. Uh, Christ came to bring light to all in the darkness. Matthew talks about it in 4.16. Uh, we hear about it in, in Mark. We hear about it in Luke. So when we hear about it in John, you know, Jesus came to the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. And so, we have been delivered from the power of darkness. God has given us His light in our heart. Our ministry is to turn people from darkness to light. That's what our ministry is. Alright, so, uh, for we will want Paul condemned those who practice fornication, uncleanliness, and, and covetousness uh, as the sons of disobedience. He also recognized that this was this. That darkness, Christians had emerged from me. So, for those of us, you know, who who get, for lack of a better term, self-righteous, I have my salvation, I'm so much better than you. I, you came from there. Don't forget the mud you used to be in. Don't forget. You know, some people, there are a lot of people, that when they move, they forget their roots, they forget where they came from. If you don't forget... Where you come from, you will remain humble. And thankful to a God who jerked you out of the faith who jerked you out of the muck and a mire
0: of a fistful that you were drowning. So again, the sword comes down. This is a fine line. You don't just shun all those people out there from where you came. Uh, you don't engage in their activities, but you This is the world Jesus Christ died for and us too. And we reach out and we begin to evangelize. We reach out and begin to be just ready. To get uh, out. So now we live in this light to shine this light, to uh, portray this light, this life, this walk in Jesus Christ to the point that they see Right. If they see it and they like it or are inquisitive about it, they're drawn in. This verse right here is not just for the unbeliever. <laughs> oh, still oh, it, it, it goes on. He says in that
2: thing, you know. All right. So we all came from the darkness, and Christians have emerged from that darkness, uh, but now having been enlightened. Uh, as we are to walk as children of the light. That's our job. We're walk as children of the light. Again, the thing is repeated. You are children of the light. So live like children of the light. We're not supposed to end. We're not supposed to be going out and looking like them. We're going to be looking like us. We're going to be looking like Christ has died for us. Christ has indwelled us. And we are to live like we are so thankful of us. Sometimes we take this so grant for granted that we forget to do this. We forget. We, forget. we get on our little pride thing, we do whatever. That pride is a terrible thing. Paul doesn't only say that, we're, that we were once in darkness. He says we were once darkness itself. That's what he said up here. He said, uh, you know, for you were once dark. So we were the darkness ourselves. We were just as evil as anybody out there. We still have that ability in us. Mm-hmm.
0: We still have that ability or in us. That's John. First mm-hmm. John says, or you, yeah, you sin is not in you, then you rely light. That's right. Uh, and so
2: uh, Paul doesn't only say that we were once in darkness, he says that we were darkness itself. Now we are not only in the light, but we are light in the Lord. Our light comes from the Lord, and we shine that light. It's not Jerry's light, it's not Roger's light. It is God's light that we're shining,
0: and we should be shining. And when they see it, you want them saying, "What happened to you? You're different. What's going on? What? Wait a minute. You're not the same person I remember you were like." And one guy in my life said to me in the middle of me kind of coming back. To the word, the Bible study and so forth. He said, God, you're different. You're different. What happened? What? Well, I know what it is. But you're different. You really are different. Mm-hmm. That was a real compliment. Mm-hmm. And um uh, mine wasn't an easy a easy boy. Smith, well,
2: uh, mine will all come. Really? Yeah. I got uh, it. Yeah, yeah, you had here. I had this kid, I was working, and this kid worked for me, and we were putting on a golf tournament to go to Nicaragua. And, uh, and he said, I, I called my uncle, we'll play. But so he called his uncle, and he told his uncle that, uh, that, that uh, me and another guy were putting on a dog tournament, and we were going to Nicaragua. And his uncle knew me back in the day, and he said, what are they doing? They're going to go down there and build a brewery? He said, no, you want to talk to him, so I talked to him. And he said, man, I'm so glad to hear that. He said, I didn't know you it.' Yeah. But, you know, See uh, the change. Yeah. You know, so uh, my reputation came. Uh and I, I'll be honest with you, I used to drink some beer. Uh, and I liked it. Uh, but it never was a problem to where it interfered with my life, but hey, I didn't give it up because oh, it wasn't conducive to the life that I was leading I got
0: married and I quit drinking. Um, but, you know, we're going to demonstrate right. That's ahead. number 11 on yeah. my list. Yeah, you'll get to it. That's okay. Okay. We're on number three. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're to let our light shine before
2: others. Walking with Christ uh, causes us to walk in the light. And we are to shine as light in the world. We are to walk in the, in the light as Christ is in the light. It's not just that we walk in the worldly kind of light. We're just walk in the light of Christ. We're to be that light to others. We're to let them see it. Uh, and again, that's what it's talked about. You know, uh, now we are not only in the light; we are the light of the Lord. For the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. In contrast, the walk in darkness and wrath is the fruit of the. it uh, is the fruit of the spirit more fully described. Uh, hold on a minute. A minute eternal uh In Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Uh, goodness, righteousness, and truth should mark us because we have the Holy Spirit in our life. If not, you can go look at these other And you can see for occasion, uh, all these others. All these other, you know, that there's a lot. Uh, and we've read them several times in this server, in, in this study. Whatever the opposite of goodness is, that's what they're walking in. Whatever the ob- opposite of righteousness is, that's what they're walking in. Whatever the opposite of truth is, it's what they're walking in. Whatever the opposite of humility is, they're walking in it. Whatever the opposite of, 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 of uh, sharing, they're walking in it. It's, you know, greed. There's a of those. Uh, so, uh, goodness, righteousness, and truth should mark us because we have the Holy Spirit in our life. It should be a. It should be something to say. Well, I want to go deal with so and so because he's Christian and he's honest, and I know I'm getting the best treated just like everybody else. I know I'm getting a fair deal, uh, and have no fellowship with the unfaithful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Instead of associating with ungodliness, we expose the unfruitful works of that darkness.
0: Let me get that. Go ahead. I'm gonna oh. back up some of this. One too. Oh, okay. Well, and. and because it said uh, something very interesting. Find out what pleases the Lord. Yeah. That's a test question, by the way. I didn't think Rachel thought I'd ask questions here, but... Uh, That's
3: part of what I drew on my question. Yeah. yeah. What,
0: how do you find out what pleases the Lord? I mean, how do you think about that for a minute? Find, it says literally, uh, 10, and find out what pleases the Lord. Find out what pleases the Lord. We're to learn. That, I mean, that is a powerful, powerful question. He's asking us, Paul's saying.
2: Hey, yeah. find
0: out yeah, yeah. What, we're what pleases the Lord. But, you know, if you put it in another hint. We're supposed to prove what is acceptable to the Lord. We, we feel, feel good, we feel good right. inside if we do the right thing, right? That's kind of a clue. Our brothers and sisters around us can tell yeah. us that uh, somebody can say, by the way, that isn't very pleasing to the Lord. That's kind of like going the opposite direction, you know. But you hear these things from that still small voice. What pleases the Lord? We know what that is. To give unconditionally. It yeah. said earlier in this see, chapter. We don't to yes, demonstrate all goodliness. Sacrifice Goodness. Goodness was another one. Sacrifice. Yeah. How do you sacrifice? You give up the greed. Right, okay. You give up the... You put up before your darkness. You, you give up the people's... You don't hang out with the people. people like, what was those. that... Uh,
2: you know, that thing uh, what I am second, or I am third, or I am fourth, or I am fifth. You know, there's a lot of folks ahead of me. Uh, we are to demonstrate all goodness. Uh, we're to be full of goodness. We're not just supposed to be. We're supposed to be full of goodness. Uh, we have goodness as the. strength fruit of the Spirit develops in us. So as we're developing working on the fruit the fruit is working on us this, this goodness should be growing. That was in Galatians 5.22. It should grow in us. Uh, we are to fulfill all good pleasure for His goodness. We're to fulfill all good pleasure for God's goodness. Not our For God's pleasure. We're here to serve Him at His pleasure. And, uh, that's the uh, where am I? At? Uh, where to demonstrate righteousness? The new man is created in righteousness. When we become, when we accept Christ, we become a new creation, and we are created in righteousness. We went from from being condemned to being righteous in the sight of God. We went from being at enmity with God to being one of His children. What a what a as Robert says, what a paradigm shift from going from convicted to being one of the chosen children. Think about that. I mean, God has put it out there for us. Uh, we're to have uh, we're to have on the breastplate of life. Life should be one of our calling folks. We should treat everybody fair. We shouldn't be quick to condemn. We should be quick to listen. <laughs> Uh, we, we are to follow after righteousness. We're going to follow after it. We're going to slip it out. We're going to phrase it when it happens. And when unrighteousness is out there, we're to condemn it. Not condemn it in a hateful manner, but we are to condemn it so that people can see it. We
0: can, can see it. So these three walks, mm-hmm. just to remind us, well we came from these three walks. Goodness and your hidden righteousness. The next one's going to be truth. Right. And in these three walks, they came from the first one. Goodness came from unity. When we were talking about unity. And the second walk, righteousness, came from holiness, the principle of holiness. Right. And the walk, which is to come. Truth it comes right. from love. Right. Love. That's a what pleases the Lord, there's one. Love. We're to demonstrate truth. It says we
2: are in Ephesians 6.14, which we ain't got there yet, but we're getting there close. We are to gird our loins about with truth. We should speak truth lovingly. We should speak truth so that people can understand there is an absolute truth. We should let people understand, look, if you want to live this lifestyle, you can live it. I love you. I want you to be informed about the decisions you're making. If you continue down this road, you're going to perish. That's you may true. not see it now. You may not see it. But the moment you draw your last breath, you're going to realize you made something. And that is love. And I love you enough to tell you. And you can hate me and you can do whatever you want to. But I'm praying for you. And this is how it's going to turn out. And I hate it for you. Because you are a person who is intelligent enough to know the difference. You need to soften your heart. But those are the things that we need to do. You know, we're to speak the truth in love.
0: And we are to put on the new man and speak the truth. We're to put on the
2: new man Paul was careful to say that we should avoid unfruitful unfruitful work of darkness, not the people who are in darkness. We're to avoid that work, not the people. Otherwise, if we avoid the people, how
0: are we going to win them? And And this is exposing fruitless deeds, number 11. This is number 5 in this list of 14. (laughs) There's a lot here. Listen. It says we are to avoid. We
2: are, uh, Christians must guard against the pertinent interest in the works of darkness even in times of testimony or research. Stay away from them. Stay away from them. We're supposed to stay away from them because guess what happens? Up then. Up then. The evil is out there looking and Satan is out there and what do you do?
0: looking to see who he can do what. Destroy, kill, and whatever. And so, and, uh, yeah. kill. Yeah, kill. And yeah. yeah. you're going to die. Divide, them. uh, And so
2: we're to speak the state truth. We're to put on the new man and are to speak truth. We are to speak truth. When you hear, when we're sitting at work or wherever we're at or in a restaurant or whatever, and you hear somebody saying something to somebody else biblically that is not right, Excuse me, I don't mean to interject your conversation, but that's not right. This is what the military We're trained. God has been well us with this. We have the word to speak. He says, when you're being prosecuted or persecuted, don't worry about what to say. I will give you the word to say. Patricia had a great testimony of that. That girl that day at the hospital, she said, I don't know what to say. And said, next thing I know, I spent 45 minutes sitting there on the bed talking to this girl. The words of God was flowing out of her. Holy Spirit told her what to say. He would tell us what to that. say. That's like sitting down on that airplane with the daughter. I had no idea that she was going to come. To Christ. We were just carrying on the conversation. Next thing I know, a two-hour something flight seemed like 20 minutes. She came in front I talked to her the other day. I was She is back in Honduras, And so, uh, anyway, she's a uh, do you want me to be back in America? I said, I'm sure you do. I said, you know, I'm praying for you. If you need anything? Let me you know. I can help. You. But, uh, you know, so Christians are to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. We're to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. But we're to prove what is acceptable to God. Romans 12, 1 and 2. We're to prove it. How do you prove something? Oh, you, That's exactly right. You kept it. How do you gain in faith? How do you gain? The God says test me in this. What do you think he meant? What did He tell you about tithing? Test me and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Ever since I had I'm going to tell you what? Sherry and I, we've never had to worry about where the money was going to come from. When we knew it was none to come, it showed up. And that's because we were. Without uh, a shadow of a doubt, we were a faithful tithers to God than we are, and so you want to know how much money we make? Look at our tithe here. That's it. So uh, that's where we're at. Uh, prove it. You want to know that God right, you healed know, somebody? tested it. Hey, pray, pray, and then test it. Put your hands on somebody. Pray for them. And watch God heal. What does that do for you? Then they may never know you did that. But what does it do to you? It builds your faith. It builds your faith. You know God will work for you. You want to you see if that works? work? Pray somebody to salvation. Pick somebody. Put their name on it. Pray for them every day until they're saved. Pray for them every day until they're saved. You may never know. You may never know. And that's just like you... you you may never know the impact that your words have. I don't. I don't. We don't know what's going on out through the cyber space or wherever in the world. We just know that people out there are listening, and they're hearing us talk about God and God's Word. And that word will
0: not return void. And so, you know, go ahead. Just want to say this. I think you're getting to the next one but these two things diametrically opposed and they're right together verse 11 and 12 expose fruitless deeds Mm -hmm. and the next one is do not mention what goes on behind closed doors I'm paraphrasing it how do you how do you parse that out Uh, expose the deeds but do not mention I think it means idle words. Don't go talking and gossip around what goes on behind closed doors, but yours or someone else's. It's talking about exposed to be to the person in private. Right, rather than private. That's go. a good point this morning. We've talked about it. And not go talking idly right. out in the open and saying things that are going on behind the closed doors. I'm not doing any good. I want to finish up verse 10. Yeah. Uh so We're talking about pleasing the Lord. You know, Christians
2: are to learn what pleases the Lord. Brightness, peace, and joy are acceptable to the Lord. Romans 14. Uh prayer, all leaders are uh prayer for all leaders is acceptable to the Lord. We're gonna pray for all our leaders. Suffering patiently when serving the Lord is acceptable to the Lord. When we're serving God and we're being persecuted and we're suffering, it says patience. Doing it patiently. Continue serving God. It's pleasing to the Lord. It's acceptable to the Lord. That's just a small snippet of the things that are pleasing to the Lord. There's a lot of things that are pleasing to the Lord, and there's a lot of things that aren't. And we should be able to recognize both. What is and is not pleasing to the Lord. We're gonna stop right here before we'll pick up in verse
0: eleven and boy. Yeah, you're good. You're fine. we at that. You're good, you're good. I was going to this. This is so good for us to to see these things all kind of fit into place and come out of the previous chapters. And I, I was very profoundly impacted by Paul's writing here, and you know, I could never have seen this before, but he fits it together in such a way that you don't realize that he's already been there and said that, but now he puts it in a different way just to reinforce what what he has laid down a foundation on, and it's just, this is the gospel, a Christian living 101. That's all only way to put it, the gospel.
2: Christian living one-on-one. It's telling you what you were, telling you what you are. It's telling you what you used to do, what you are to do. It's telling you, walking you right through it. It tells you what you're supposed to do. We are supposed to be light in the world. What does you Jesus say? You're going to be salt and light.
0: What happens if all the false slaves? Or without? Or without? is going to trample. Yeah, trample. But it's not good for anything other than a melt snow.
2: It's fruitless. It's capable.
0: Good. Well,
2: that's well <laughs> And so down
0: here, it's a plant killer. You got the weed all on this killer. Uh, it's a weed killer. <laughs> any questions, any comments? I got a question. <clears throat> so, these uh, sins us here in Ephesians 5, wouldn't that give excuse for other Christians? Like, well, if I don't commit these, the sins that I, I do do, wouldn't that kind of like put less emphasis for. Okay. Yes, but hopefully
2: the Christians understand that there's no there's no degree of sin. Right, right. But and a and, and and great the only way I know how to explain it is to, for me to wrap my mind around. Alright, so the Ten Commandments was given to us so that we would see that we couldn't keep them, so that we would need a savior. Alright? Man cannot keep. Them. And so you take a chain and this big old chain and you hold it on the bottom of the tenth length. And each one of those lengths. Represent the Ten Commandments. And it's hooked to a crane with a reed sweep. And it cleans you out over the Grand Canyon. Does it matter which one of them links break for the results to be death? No, it doesn't matter. Because what does it tell you? Sin is what? Death. The wages of sin is death. And so when you realize, well, I can keep number two and number three and number four, but the number. Number five is terrible. I I don't feel like I can honor my mom and dad. Well, it doesn't matter which one of them. You break. The results are the same. And you need a Savior. So we have a Savior. He's died for us. We've been forgiven of all of our sins. All of them. Even the ones we ain't committed yet. See, when He died on that cross, he, He forgave us for our sins and we weren't even born again. For He died for the sin of the past. He died for the sin of the present and for the sin of the future. Once we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are covered. We're in the hand of God. His work. And no man can take you out of the hand of God. If no man can take you out of the hand of God, you can't take you out of the hand of God. Right. Now, you can sin and you can crack off that relationship between you and the Lord to where you don't hear him anymore because you're squashing the Holy Spirit. Are you just going to Get yes, you're, out, you're out the door. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're at that point where you're not hearing God, nine times out of 10 you're not sitting in the church. you have done back out anyway. And on the judgment day, you will go. Now, when your body gets burning up in front of you, you're probably not going to have any crown to toss to defeat. feet. And if you live that life, and you have not, Accepted Christ, you're going to hear, Depart from me, for I never knew you. And you're going to say, Lord, Lord, look what I've done. Depart from me, I never knew you. Your heart never asked Christ to come into it, or you never allowed Christ to enter that heart. That's why you have the wheat to the tail. They're together. You don't know which one's which, only God sees the heart. That's why you can't separate them without destroying the curse. He does that. That's called the heart of those. Of those Okay, but but where to go out and where to work on the, the the field out there is right with heart. It's ready. We have fruit out there spoiling on the the Because we in especially here in the United States we're too late to
0: walk across the street. With that said, there's a bit of in my opinion, there's a bit of transformation going on. Once you uh, become a baby Christian, um you, you, sanctification is that process, but it's not your process either. It's God's, and it's a transformation as you grow in Christ. As you, as you're on the vine, I am the vine; you are the branches. You will produce fruit. It's not a question of what happens. And so, it, it, we get all in the West all chronologically messed up with right. it, getting it instantly. Right. and you we it doesn't work that way. We will produce fruit. Yeah Christ said that, wasn't it? Uh he isn't kidding. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of things in the transformation yeah. process I wish I understood that we uh they've the like
2: you said, the technique is like the best way I can explain it is like a three, three road breed. You ever walk on the free road bridge, you know, you got two and one you cut on or not. You know, it's, it's, you're, when you look at it, it's straight. And then when you start walking, it kind of flags down. And then you gotta walk back up the other side and you get closer to the end. That's where I think trip case is. But somewhere, people freeze on that bridge. And they quit studying the word of God, they quit moving forward, and they just throw it. And so they're blocking the bridge. And they need to keep moving. Because what's going to happen is, over time, that that look's going to stretch and stretch and stretch. And the victim's going to get warm. And so he's fine. That's why preachers are, are always telling you, make time to read the Bible. Whether you don't read it, but two minutes a day, read the Bible every day. Because you're growing in the Word of God. God can use two minutes. He, he wants you to spend two minutes, at least two minutes with it. He wants you to spend a lot of time with it. But we get so caught up in a lot of it. Some of us don't crack a Bible unless we're church. When we don't read it at night, we don't read it during the day, we don't look at our phone at it, or you know what I'm saying? We just, we just turn the Word of God and we wonder why our prayers seem evil. We wonder why God's Spirit is moving in us and guiding us it's because we shut them off. We have to make that test. He's waiting. it hey, what does the psalm say? Tenderly waiting. Call. talk to me. That's why it's important to read the Word of God every day. Every day. And you'll be surprised what you will remember just this, this reading a little bit every day. And, the and then you read a little bit here today and a little bit here tomorrow. I guarantee you by the end of the month, you'll have used what you read to share with somebody else. He'll put them in front of you. Hopefully that'll well, I need to read some more because I might need, I might need more. You know, and so. That's, that's what it does. You grow in faith. When you are not in the Word, you are stagnant. That rivers of living water in you are blocked up and they become stagnant and green and stagged. It's hard for you to be fumbled. It's hard for you to have hope. It's hard for you to share the Word of God because you're not reading the Word of God. It's hard for you to emulate God when you're not to know what He's asking of you. And it is a struggle. It is a struggle because there's a lot of things in life that take your time and your attention away from the life. And you have to set time and take Could these sins, could they
3: not all be come under covetousness?
2: Could they, yeah? They can come under covetousness. They can come under idolatry. They can come under... Uh, 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 yeah, exactly. That's probably where they're at. You know, idolatry is... a it's a, it's a big umbrella.
0: And, and that, that's anything that keeps us from God is it, denial. But they can come under forgiveness. Right. That's why we keep our accounts short. I mean, we, we are going to fail. And, and the way I remember it in the old days, we fall short of the glory of God. And so we, we need to be forgiven. And that's why Jesus had us pray. You know, forgive us our cats as we forgive our debtors. Now, that includes ourselves. As we forgive ourselves. And, and that's a hard. one. It's, it's hard to forgive other people.
2: Because we feel like we have a right to our feelings. Think, think about it. Somebody hurt you. What's your first explanation? I want to make them suffer like I'm you know, And we've got to fight that off. And so we got to forgive them. The sooner we forgive them, the easier... Now, we don't have to like it. What we have to mean we forgive them. We don't have to like it. We don't have to forgive. But you'll find out that once you truly forgive them, that's a couple of
0: years. Once Either you don't away, it'll leave your mind. Once you forgive them, you've just taken you as out. the idol off the page. Right. And that is, that is one of the most difficult ones. And then the next thing to do is... Is because
2: we are so harsh on ourselves. Forgive me. I'm telling you, I can forgive you no fault. Forgive me because I want to beat you up you stupid. You should know better to say that. Now. You can never, ever, you can never ever repeat be that moment. You messed up, and I want to beat me up, and beat me up, and beat me up over that. And when all I to do is say, "Look, God forgive me," you, I need to forgive you. I made a stupid mistake. And once you forgive yourself for that, you won't ever, I promise you, you probably won't ever make that mistake. You probably won't. Because it's like getting burnt when you're a kid touching that bottom of the nose hurt. And we've hurt a lot, not only physically, but we've hurt a lot of emotions. And it's easy to get emotionally hurt. Very easy. And we think that somebody does something to us, their motive, they admit to it. They were they were waiting for the opportunity to talk and they may have just been slippery stuff. It may have been something that was completely taken out of context on our side. They said it wrong. You, you, I used to have a habit and I might still have it saying the right thing at the wrong or the wrong thing at the right time. It would come out wrong. And uh, and I have to explain and eat crew and all that's not what I meant. And sometimes they accept it, sometimes they did But I knew what I meant. It just held it wrong at the right time, you know? And um, and so those are the things that we beat ourselves up. You know, God knows how we're real, how we're He knows what our motive was when we make things. And we're, and what other thing is is we as Christians are not going to be understood all the time. In fact, we're probably going to be most misunderstood most of the time. And so we're going to, we're going to we're going to generate all kinds of responses. And through the Holy Spirit, it teaches you to put the warrior aside. And I'm I telling you, I have I have been on the receiving end of Him calming the warrior in me. And then when I wanted to let it out, there's been others around me who have told me to calm down. And I calmed down, and I avoided a great deal. And so God puts people around me, plus God is working on me, because there was a time in my life, whoop, 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 wasn't good. And I, I got to a point where I know, I said, look, there's a side of me that you don't want to meet. You won't like me. And they said, so how do you know I don't like my I I don't like him. And if I don't like him, I guarantee you, you ain't going to like
0: him. And I don't want to go there. I don't want to be that person anymore. I'm trying not to. It's there, and that blessed thing is what God is transforming us right. from. He, he is, is grabbing it. hold of us and changing us. And okay. That takes time, takes patience, <laughs> and the shock of it is, Robert. The shock of it is, it's
2: two layers. About seven the deep. It's two layers from the top. It's not very far under there. I like to think it was down there next to the bone, but it ain't not that deep yet. It's just right under the surface. Any questions, any comments?
3: Talking about the new nature in Christ and the old man that never will leave us until we get That's it. That's
2: exactly right. Like washing out, taking an engine and getting it, uh, rebuilding an engine and getting it back. There's always going to be ready to do that old and old in there. You can't get it all up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, no. I,
3: was, I was also wondering, uh, in verse 7 it says, therefore do not become partners with them. I was just wondering if if this was a problem
1: at sure.
2: that time in that church. It, it was, was like a it problem it was a problem in all of the all of yeah. Because they came in they're like they're like the Corinthians. Hey, hey, hey. they came in and brought their paganness with them
0: and mixed the paganness with the Christian. Yeah. There's a, towards the end of this chapter, there's another phenomenon we can't see at all in this in our culture. That's going to surface, and, uh, and all these things that were in that culture, Paul's day, he's addressing here, and it's like he's living the paradigm. He's, paradise. Paradise. he's yeah. just making everything. I'll happen. give you. I'll give
2: you a great example. I'll give you a great example of people getting bent out of shape over things that uh, that are uh, pagan. when when a person gets married in the church, a couple. What do they do? They exchange for no. And what else?
1: Rings. They're
2: giving us a the ring for the saving <laughs> tradition. Yeah, and people, fundamentalists, believe oh, hey, you let them do that. Sure. But they may not be wearing them, but the majority, look. You know. <laughs> has it hindered your walk with Christ? No. Has it Help you honor your vows in America Yes, yeah, it's, it's there. It's there. And then the other thing is, that if I take mine off, it don't matter. about thirty-five years. I got a ring that's built in there. You know, huh? huh? so why I, that? <laughs> <laughs> I got rid of them home no Not me. <laughs> Now explain what you said. Touche,
0: people.
2: You waited a long time to get out. Is that what I'm sorry, talking I'm sorry. No, you're good. No, 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 you're
0: good. Don't apologize. I got it on you. Know, I'll go with it. So, you know, I took it off because of electronics. But uh, at one point, um, you know, was brought up that way in the church. the church would not uh, justify ranks, male or female. And that's changed in that church now. But this cut off the circulation. We changed it. I still have it. What game did you, it? It? Do you like? exactly. put it in your nose? No, huh? no. Game got his finger tattooed. Oh. Oh, yeah. right. he
2: learned to not lose his finger ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if he, if, if he loses it now, he's will to get that finger
2: chopped. Off. <laughs>
0: Right. The ring should not be an idol. It's
2: It's, not. it's, it's a symbol of, of a commitment. Yeah, right. yeah. uh, anyway, uh, and, and to be honest with you, the majority of the symbols we use, there's no sin in them. They're not yeah. right. right. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most of the Lord, Lord God, we love you. We thank you for this day. Well, we thank you for this conversation. We thank you for this study. Uh, thank you for opening up Ephesians to us. How we're learning so much. I just thank you. Keep us safe. Bring us back to Sunday. And we ask you in your holy name. Amen. You've got to forgive me.